Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode here with your host, The D is Silent. It is, um, let me see, it is January 9, 2022. It's about 9.30 in the morning. Uh, it's a Monday morning. I'm not working today because it's supposed to rain. And when I mean rain, it's supposed to rain pretty good. Um supposed to bring like an inch or so of rain like over the next day or two so you know it is what it is I'm gonna get this uh episode uh up and going yeah i'm gonna talk to you guys about for a cool 30 minutes but either way let's get into it so over the holidays i got um what i wanted to talk about is we're switching topics here uh, from football, because football for me is over. Outside the Super Bowl, I don't really care as long as it's not the Chiefs and Brady. Um, and I don't really hate the Chiefs, I just don't want to see the Chiefs. The NFL is already Dick Riding Mahomes being the greatest quarterback ever to exist, ever, and it just it's annoying. Um, you know what I mean? I hate, I hate when the NFL, I hate when the sport the sports does that, like, you know, for baseball, it was Aaron Judge, and, or Aaron Judge, Judge and the Yankees is also a little bit of, um, you know, just, I don't know, just kind of, I hate when they do that. Uh, the NFL has been the Kansas City Chiefs. You can just tell the NFL is like fully in love with that team. Like, oh, we've got, and you see Patrick Mahomes all over the commercials. It's it's annoying. It's really annoying. Um, really bugs. Um, just bugs. And so you got that, and then you know on basketball for a while there was LeBron, but now Steph Curry's everywhere. And again, that's that's annoying too. Like the NBA can't figure out another way to have other teams compete for the championship. It's always the Warriors. Uh, but that's just me, the little hater aspect of me. Uh, but what I really want to talk about, you know, as we move on from sports, heavily into sports, I got a Nintendo Switch from my girlfriend on Christmas. And I've been playing it. I'm not going to say, I'm going to just, you know, give a quick rundown of what I've got, what I've been playing. I didn't know. what I feel about it so far. So let's just start right off at the bat. Uh, right off at the bat, um, I have the Nintendo Switch. I keep calling it the OLED, or it's the OLED, or the OLED, or I, I don't know. It's supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be LED, but there's an O there, so I'm not sure if it's OLED or if you guys are saying OLED. Or if it's OLED, I'm not sure. I don't know the cor- correct pronunciation, nor do I care to know it. That's just what I have. It's an OLED. But with that said, you know, on this OLED thing that I do got, uh, right away the very first thing you you do is you turn it on, you set it up, you have to get through your little create user account and all that. Now I've had a Nintendo account. Prior, I'm just not sure when. Could have been a while ago, but I know I had the Wii. 
I had the Wii, I had a little account online, so I reset it up on, you know, the Switch. And actually, the Switch is one of those things where I've kind of wanted it for a while, because it would always come out with random games and stuff, you know, Pokemon, you know, I've always kind of been partial to Nintendo. Like, I love Super Nintendo. Obviously, everybody did. I played a lot of games on GameCube. But it's one of those things where I kind of feel like Nintendo's always seen as, like, the stepchild of the gaming consoles. Like, you got your big titans of the fucking gaming consoles in, in PlayStation and Xbox. Xbox was dominant for a minute. They have since cooled. And right now is a prime time. If you're a company... And you want to build and get just mass produce a gaming station. Right now is the time to get in because games um, are kind of in a weird place right now. Where the hard hardcore gamers and the hard copied games like Call of Duty and maybe a Madden or maybe um, you know just like the, the discs they're a little expensive. Uh, and it deters a lot of people from buying games. It's a major deterrent for me because I was like, initially when the PlayStation 4 hit and also when the PlayStation 5 hit, I was like, wow, they really jumped up in price for video games. Like, it's just so much money. Like, and then the console is just crazy amount of money too. And I just, you know, I was like, who's got like $500? Who's got... And that was when it was $500. Who's got, like, $600 to do anything? Like, you know, and that obviously, eventually, I saved up. I got a PS4. And I get some games for it. You know, those are Prime, PlayStation, Xbox days when they were at war with each other. And honestly, um, again, I'm partial to PlayStation, but I played a lot of Xbox. My brother had the Xbox uh, 360 and the Xbox, the OG Xbox. We'll play Halo on there. And honestly, it seemed like there was a time there when all the cool games were on Xbox, like especially when it came to uh, Halo and Gears of War, and like they had a lot of cool, cooler games. But PlayStation survived, and from basically what I've been seeing, is they're not only surviving, they're thriving again. But that goes without saying, it's still hella expensive. The Last of Us, uh, and I have God of War, the newest, not Ragnarok, but the newest one before Ragnarok. Um, you know, I played it, I, and I loved it, and I actually bought some games around it recently that's like I played Final Fantasy, haven't got back to it. I have Final Fantasy VII, uh, the remake. Um, you know, just a couple of those things. But what I'm going on about is it, it's it, it's expensive. I mean, my PlayStation 4 is just about to be done. Um, I believe because PlayStation 5 is now like in full. I think they now they've gotten to the point where you can buy them and they're no longer trying to sell them for like a thousand or fifteen hundred bucks or whatever the crazy case may be. Um, but it's still a pretty penny. And 
again, I always kind of wanted, I had the Nintendo Wii. I loved the Wii. I loved Nintendo Wii. But I understand, I understand where Nintendo went wrong with it. Uh, and what kind of hampered them long-term success for the Wii. Because the Wii isn't that old. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think they still sell Wii games here and there. And and actually, I kind of feel like that's exactly... The Switch actually resolved, and just by the little bit... Um, the little bit that I've played it, I've now actually seen the light. And I actually think if, if Nintendo was, like, all in on their system, they could blow out PlayStation and Xbox. Um... And I'll tell you why. So, right off the bat, I thought the Switch, you know, I didn't know what the Switch was. I did, I, again, I haven't done the research. I just, you know, I played the Wii, I played Super Nintendo, I played GameCube. Um, you know, I've had a Game Boy. Uh, just one of those things where I kind of, like, uh, you know, I've always kind of played the Nintendo, and I didn't really have uh, feeling about it one way or the other, but I, I, I'm going to tell you, there's definitely, hands down, a definite eye-opening and a, basically a revelation that has now come to me. You see, for the last couple of years, I've been heavily on Pokemon Go, uh, played Clash of Clans, I uh, just got into Marvel Snap, which I could talk about after we get, get done talking about the Switch. Um, also, I also play uh, Mario Kart Racing on my phone. And you've had words with friends. It came up hot for a minute there. Everybody was on it. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, yeah, the I know people that play the Marvel Strike Force. Uh, there are a lot of mobile games. I have Minecraft on my phone. I was playing that for a full minute. And I don't know why. You know, I listen to music. I actually do a lot with my phone. Uh, I do the podcast, obviously. Um, make YouTube videos. And there's just a lot of things that are involved in your phone. And it's great for me because I'm on the go. So Pokemon Go is actually a very... Nintendo really struck the iron with that game several years ago when it came out. Six years, seven years ago, when it came out eight years ago now. It's, getting, it's creeping up there. And I still play it. I still play it every day. Like, I always do my streaks and this and that. And this is where, before I get out, this is where the Nintendo Switch makes the absolute most sense for me as to get a console. Um, because, number one, I think the console I got was like 300 or $400. A tad pricey, but not over-the-top pricey. I did get a whole game. I got two controllers. I got the Nintendo with it, the dock, all of that, all that part. I felt, I felt it was worth it. It's brand new. But right away, what stands out the most is I thought that... I didn't know, but I thought only the controllers were mobile. I didn't know that you can take your entire thing... The, the Switch is designed to go with you, like, wherever you go. Like, I could have brought my Switch with me today and been playing it in my car. Uh, 
and you can do that. You can definitely play games just on the go. You don't even have to be online. Now, there's a lot of things that are online, a lot of, you know, I got Mario Kart right off the bat. I got Mario Kart Racing, which I'm learning how to play, you know, and it's a little learning curve playing on the Switch um, versus playing on your phone and then also playing with the big fat controllers that are, you know, PlayStation, but they give you like a little mini controller, like it's designed to go with you, it's it's travel friendly, and that's actually probably, they get a 10 out of 10 out of that, uh, they get a 10 out of 10 rating as far as that goes, because I've seen now in person at PlayStation 5, and you can't look around that fucking giant ass uh, mini refrigerator uh, anywhere. Like, you literally put it in your house, and that's it's not going nowhere. You can't literally just up and pack it and take it. You can't do anything with it other than that. The Xbox, don't know uh, what they're doing. Don't, haven't seen, I haven't seen anybody with an Xbox. In fact, I don't know anybody, anybody with an Xbox outside of my brother. That, and that's it. I, mean, I don't know anybody else who's like, oh, I want to go get the new Xbox One or whatever it is. No, I didn't hear nobody. I mean, I'm sure people got it, but you know, I haven't heard anything. But with that said, I mean, I'm pretty sure the Xbox is not travel-friendly either. And I know people are like, yeah, you can template it. You can do this, you can take it to da 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 but it's not the same. The Switch is literally designed, it's no bigger than an iPad. It's literally designed for you to take it with you. Um, I, I'm curious to see if there is a, um, if there's a thing where like, you know, like, games that you can take, you know, and play with you, uh, on the go, and that's actually a thing, I'm kind of curious if that's a thing or not, but, you know, it doesn't have to be, but it, I mean, I'm kind of curious if there's any games that were like, you know, I'm on Pokemon Go, I want to know if you have a switch if you can travel around with it and they give you little achievements for being just a traveler with it that'd be interesting to see um although i don't know uh, but with that said either way with that said uh it becomes it be, you know it, i'm still new so i don't i don't know but I, i'm hoping so uh but it, yeah, it's, it, it's they get a ten out of ten, hands down for for going there, like for making them mobile. Because I think a lot of people are mobile, are mobile now. It's just one of those things where you, you know, this is the age we live in. I need mobility. I need you know to be able to to travel with it. And I I, I think the switch is hundred percent designed to to do that. Like, it's, that's just what the Switch is. It's like, oh, you're going to go to your, let's say you're, let's say you're a kid and you're like, oh, I'm going to go to school, but we're going to go on this field trip. Yeah, take it with you. Take it, play with, play with it on the bus, you know, put it in your backpack. And the kid, the little, 
everything is designed to be so tiny. Uh, but it's just big enough to where you're like, okay, yeah, this is a, uh, this is a decent, you know, gaming system. It's, it's a whole console just miniaturized. And I, and I think that that's what Nintendo was going for. And again, they get a 10 out of 10 on it. I myself, like, I should, like I said, I should have brought it today. I got to wait for some inspections and, you know, just have. Uh, you know, yeah, I had some free time. I could have hopped out there for 20, 30 minutes, leisurely playing, and boom. That is set up also for the hardcore gamer where you could just have it posted up by your house and, you know, and you're done with it. Like, you just leave it there. But it's really designed for you to take it with you. Uh, it's just probably the most shining, probably it's best quality that it's got going for it. Now, Mario Kart Racing is a fun game. Uh, I, I Like I said, I would play it on my phone. I like 100% would recommend anybody to play Mario Kart on their phone. And the Mario Kart 8 that I've got with the console is, it's just like my phone. Uh, but a little bit curved to learn how to play it. I just played a couple online matches. It seems like there's a lot of pros out there. I'm not, but I, you know, it's just, it comes with time. Um, I probably logged on several hours now, at least seven to ten hours of that. Um, and I've got that. I also downloaded the 20 year online service pass for Nintendo, which I thought was uh, that's pretty good because the PlayStation was like. Like sixty or seventy dollars. It was like ten bucks a month, uh, or you can get the whole year for like seventy. If I'm not mistaken, I don't. I don't want to say, but I I venture to say that their online, the PlayStation Plus, whatever it is, is not as cheap as it used to be. Used to be. Uh, and that's how all the gaming systems are. They just you have to get the online pass to do anything. Uh, but Nintendo is twenty dollars for the year is a no-brainer. Uh, easy money. It's, again, it's kid-friendly, parent-friendly, actually live-friendly because I don't really want to fucking spend a hundred dollars to play online. Um, yeah, because ninety percent of the time I'm not playing full-on online games. I'm playing, you know, one-player games, Final Fantasy or something. But either way, uh, back to it. Yeah, so the Mario Kart is a fun game. I, I probably like an 8 out of a 10 game. Thus far, I mean, I have to unlock everything. Uh, let's see what's... You know, I play it, so we'll see its playability. Uh, I downloaded the Super Nintendo app. Now, the Super Nintendo app, if anybody's wondering, comes with a lot of games. It doesn't come with all the games, it just comes with a lot, and that's the ones I was looking for, uh, Link, or Zelda, Link to the Past, uh, they have, they have Super Metroid on there, which I was really, really wanted to play, uh, Super Mario World, got Star Fox, uh, Kirby's, they have a lot of games, I can just start 
can play games as I see fit. You know, and just we that's just what it is. Uh, and and honestly, I'm that's what I've been doing. So you know, I have that. That's free as long as you get as long as you have the online pass. Um, so I think that's kind of cool. And I don't know, maybe the PlayStation's got something like that. Although I don't think so. Anytime um, you see. Uh, a game like that. They really don't. I know the PlayStation 4, there's no way to get Dead Space Part 1. Like, you have to... That's just what it is. I don't know if it's because they're not uh, tied directly to the system. But, it, I mean, it's just kind of... I don't know. But, again, that is a that is a bonus. Um, I also ended up getting Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, uh, The Black Order, which I just started. I have Super Smash Brothers, which I just started. And I have Mario... Party, I I downloaded all that software to my Switch. I just haven't really played any of those ones. I played Super Smash Bros. for about two hours. Um, haven't unlocked everybody. Uh, I know you can fight online. There's tournaments, so we'll see how that goes. But overall, the Switch, I, I kind of get overall. I mean, again, it's an early review on it. I probably give it about. If you're, it definitely depends. If you're looking for some hardcore games and you want to play, you know, something a little bit more adultish, it, this is not for you. Um, if you want to play uh, God of War Ragnarok, obviously that's a place it, it's not for you. The Switch doesn't really have games like that. And I've looked on the eShop, but they kind of do sometimes. They do, they have um, some of, they have Mortal Kombat. I don't know if it's toned down for the Wii or not. Um, I know there's fatalities in Mortal Kombat, so... Uh, there are games for... But, again, I mean, I don't know, but if you, the majority of the games are not designed for an adult audience. They're just not. Uh, the But the games, though, are pretty good. They're pretty good for what they are. Uh, a lot of the games want you to play just with the Joy-Cons, sideways and all the other ways possible. So I haven't really got experience. I don't see how that works. If it's worth it or not. If it's easy or not. If it's very difficult. Uh, but we will see. We will see. Uh, but overall, yeah, I'm going to probably give it like about a 9 out of 10. I think the one thing it does lack right off the bat is I think you can only have like um, you can only have, like, 10 games before you have to either, I believe, get a memory scan disk or, like, immediately. That's just the one thing I do see. Like, I, I've already downloaded, like, I bought Mega Man X. Got the, I've already used, like, half my app. I only have, like, five or six games. And, before, and I only have room for, like, four or five more games before. So the, the memory is really low. So, I mean, if you're thinking of getting 30 games, uh, playing it. But the, you know what? The PlayStation, they only allow so much to before you have to uninstall the apps and shit. But I think you get a little bit, you definitely get a little bit more memory. 
Um, another negative about it is it's just being nitpicky. Um, I've been looking around for like a case because I don't want to drop the fucking switch screen and have it all fucked up. Uh, because due to the way the switch is designed, there's no way to get protect protectors on the controllers and the switch case and have it docked. So it's a little bit like if you have a kid, I can understand you want a case on it because your kids fucking bang the shit out of the switch. And I don't know how durable the switch screen is. Um, the little nerve wracking actually. So that just a little knock there. So I, I had to again I have to look they have screen protectors, but they don't really have a case that goes up and over it. And there's no way because you want to protect you have to charge it on the dock. And I don't know if they fit. That's another that's just a slight issue. Um, you don't have that issue, let's say, with the Xbox, you're not moving it. Um, but we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, we'll just see how it goes, because I don't really know how that's going to go, but that's that's just a nitpick, but overall, I'm happy with what I got, and I actually love what, uh, I'm seeing on it, you know, so far, I'm really impressed been on it a lot, uh, and as I said, we're going to talk, maybe we'll talk a little bit about, uh, what game, uh, maybe Marvel Ultimate Alliance, uh, Smash Brothers, you know, maybe we'll do a little bit of, uh, as I was saying here earlier, I could talk a minute about certain video games, but, you know, as I build this episode, you know, maybe I'll keep it straight in the video game line. Uh, the Nintendo eShop is pretty good. They, they do offer a lot of games for sale. Uh, I think I kind of blew it just before or just after Christmas because they had that. They had a ton of games on sale, man. And I should have pulled the trigger out more. I just was like, no, let me get some hard disc games. They're not this. They're little. They look like little microchips, but let me get some of those games. And then I'll come back, and then I was like, damn, I should have got the Harry Potter game. Damn, I should have got, like, this Final Fantasy game. I should have gotten, like, some other games when they were cheap. You know, some of them were, like, 70% off. They were, like, they were, like, 40 or 50 bucks, and they were, like, 10. And I went back and looked at the eShop, you know, just the other day, and I was like, fuck. The only game I got was the Mega Man X collection, which I'm happy with. Uh, I spent like seven dollars on that. That's one game I do remember playing. See, that Mega Man is not on. It's on. You can play it on Super Nintendo, but it's not in their Nintendo collection. The game pack that they have. Um, but I bought that anyways. It's one of those games that I did love playing. I love Mega Man. Uh, it's one of my most favorite games ever on Super Nintendo. They have Super Metroid. Which I didn't have to buy. And I, that's one of my favorite games ever, too. Um, yeah, I just, you know. It is what it is. But anyways, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more, a little bit more about some video games, you know, coming up. So, hang tight. Let me get my bearings straight for what I'm talking about next. And uh, we'll hop right back into it, all right? So, 
you in a moment. Okay, I'm back. Let's uh, get working on the second half of um, this uh, episode, this podcast episode, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, um, I got kind of sidetracked there, but a little bit about the Atman and the Wasp in the Quantumania uh, trailer number two. And now it does give you uh, a little bit more in-depth look at what the movie's going to be about. Uh, it's a lot of the same footage, a lot of what was in the first trailer, but there is several differences. And I don't mean to pick and grab at, you know, it's hard to talk about a trailer for that's two minutes long to talk about something that's two minutes long and make an hour-long podcast out of it. But I can give you about a 10-minute, 15-minute little thing I'm thinking about. And that is this. It looks like in Ant-Man and the Wasp, and just, just a guess, I mean, we're like just shy of a month away from the actual movie. But it looks like in the Ant-Man and Wasp, it looks like Kang is going to give every Avenger a decision to make. Either help him or perish. And I think some of them are, some of the Avengers are going to help Kang out. Uh, and more so willingly because they don't, they're not going to see a problem with what he's doing. Uh, he's not, I don't believe he's going to attack innocent people like Thanos did. I don't believe he's going to try to end civilization like Ultron did or take over the planet like Loki did. I think he wants to... Um, his motivations are going to be very different. Uh, I think he's going to try to get to his love, back to his wife um, that he lost. And also get, you know, and just guide the universe of the multiverse that is he's going to see that it is in shambles uh, and he's going to try to put it back in order you know a la Doctor Strange Doctor Strange is now causing incursions and I think Kang is going to have the ability to stop incursions and I think honestly yeah, again Kang is going to probably be right in his motivations um, and I think you know he's gonna split the Avengers in half again and I think more so against than Thanos you're probably gonna have Avengers fighting with him down the road and Avengers fighting against him with maybe their own villain maybe they're gonna bring back Thanos who knows but what you can see is I think he has in this trailer I think he has um, the ability already to shape shift that's what it looks like um, it may or may not. I, I don't know. That you do definitely see variants of. And actually, not variants. You, you see, see. I thought that too. Like, well, maybe those are variants of Ant Man that are. But what it is is they're more like clones or copies. You know. And so maybe he has the scroll technology there already to. Um, already under his possession and he's going to use that coming forward uh, as the only one who can detect or know which scrolls because I think up top on the surface level where we're at versus the quantum realm up on the surface level the scrolls 
uh, are going to make their presence known and start replicating the Avengers and different peoples. And I think perhaps Kang has the tech to not only identify them, but if the Avengers want help, they're going to have to come to him with, you know, bartering of goods. So that's what I think. Uh, On top of that, I I didn't think there were variants of Ant-Man because a variant is simply, uh, you know, like Loki and Sylvia, those were variants, or, or baby Loki, alligator Loki. Those are more variants. While they are the same character, Loki, they're just done up in a, in just a slightly different way. Um, obviously, Sylvie was a female Loki. Um, and, you know, whatnot. And I kind of feel like um, a variant of Ant-Man would be, while the same, would be slightly different. And we didn't see that. We seen a, a full blown copy or copies of Ant Man. Excuse me while I yawn there. So I kinda see that that's what I kinda see going on. Ant Man does look like he's getting uh he does look like he's gonna get the the two piece biscuits and gravy uh handed to him. He was getting his ass whipped in the trailer. And and I kinda feel that Ant Man uh, in the movies and in they've dumbed him down a little bit. Um, oh, and they gave uh, the wasp a little bit more shine, which I'm glad they addressed that with Mantis because Mantis almost had no point. Um, but her fighting skills too um, were up there. They haven't really given Ant Man a chance to fight. If we look at all the scenes correctly. Uh, he went gigantic and while he was part of the civil war airport scene didn't really get to fight a lot uh he did a little bit of fighting in the first ant-man against uh i forget the main villain's name uh the guy with the yellow suit um but not really at the same time he didn't. He doesn't have like a win, like a Winter Soldier esque scene yet, and maybe we're gonna finally get that in this. And we're gonna find out that you know, Scott Lang or Ant Man could actually hand to hand combat, and I think maybe he's gonna go toe to toe with Kang for a minute there. But I think if you look at, if you just look at the two actors, and then you look at how they're portraying each actor, I mean, it's a there's no contest. Uh, there really isn't. Uh, but we're going to see how that plays out. I, I hope I hope to give Scott Lang or uh, uh, Paul Rudd. I hope they give him a, a good fight scene, like a hand-to-hand fight scene. Um, I want to see Kang fight all of them. Uh, him, you know, Cassie, all of them. Like, you know... Just I, I want to see that. I want to that's be something I want to see, because he didn't even really get that in Endgame. Uh, he didn't get a hand to hand fight scene, and, and all, most of the fight scenes he does have, he's he's gigantic. He turns into uh, giant man. But to me, 
while that was cool to see and he was fighting like the Leviathans that Thanos sent out, uh, you didn't see him hand to hand fight anybody like with his mask off. Uh, and maybe Paul Rudd didn't want to do it. Maybe the story didn't require it. Maybe they got cut out, you know, end game and whatnot. Uh, but nevertheless, I think we're finally going to get that in this one. And maybe he's just going to get his ass beat for even thinking he's he's got this skill set of Captain America or Iron Man at one point. Um you know or you know like the Hulk like maybe he's thinking too big we have seen I mean in the MCU we have seen like Thor Captain America Iron Man Hulk uh, Captain Marvel now Wanda Doctor Strange to a degree um have dude like hand to hand like without powers kind of fights well maybe not Wanda but I mean still hand to hand like even with a little bit of powers like fights uh, Ant-Man we have not seen a hand to hand really hand to hand combat and, I, and I'm kind of excited for that that's what that's one thing that they showed in this trailer that I was like oh shit he's gonna go he, he's gonna it look, him and uh, Kang are fighting each other like like straight up and Ant-Man doesn't really have a power other than he can shrink down and you know and and you can't get a good breed on him but I think Kang's gonna have that tech to either block it and force him to fight hand to hand and that's kind of something I want I want to see this something I'm really excited about uh I'm also excited about again I think I think he's got scroll tech to clone Ant-Man and I think possibly, my guess, the take of the movie, Ant-Man gets either stuck in the quantum realm. I know a lot of people want him to die. I'm of the... I don't really care if he dies or not. But maybe if he gets trapped there now, like Hope, like Hope did, um... And just simply, like, there's no way back for him. Or maybe he sacrificed. Maybe he collapses the quantum realm in on himself. Um, or, you know, and he just is stuck there. You know, and I kind of feel like that would be a fitting end for this variant. I and mean, maybe they collapse the quantum realm in on him. Um... It would be kind of interesting. It, it, I, you know, he might die. Um, but I don't really know if that's the play here. I think the play is more like... He's going to get trapped in the quantum realm. Like... Kang got trapped down there. I believe Kang... I believe the movie's going to start probably with... Uh, a sequence of how Kang got in there. Um, and then... Alternating to the beginning of what you see in the Zatman trailers is Scott walking around the town. And I kind of feel like, or I kind of feel like those scenes that you see in the beginning where Ant-Man's walking around and he gets mistaken for Spider-Man. I believe that Kang probably tricks him. And when he does come up 
what he thinks is his normal reality, which is our reality, he ends up outside in a different multiverse where he resembles Peter Parker as Spider-Man. And it doesn't make sense. And that's the end of the movie. It doesn't make sense to him why he's rich and famous and, you know, and why people are referring to him as Spider-Man. I think they've kind of really picketed there and he's got no way back I think he's probably going to get stuck in the multiverse somewhere while Kang comes up to our realm free of Ant-Man with his tech gone so that way the Avengers cannot enter the quantum realm and ta-da I, I think that is most likely the scenario that ha- that plays out and I, I, I kind of think if Kang has the scroll tech to shapeshift he will take the place of Atman for a moment and get close to the Avengers and their technology and get what he needs to set his plan into motion. That I kind of feel like that's what's going to happen. Um, we will see what happens. Obviously, you know, it's all possible that he just straight up kills Atman and you know, the monologue plays out where, like, he wonders, you know, as Atman wanders into somewhere, like, what is actually reality, you know, what is, what is life? And you're left to wonder if, will there be an Atman to replace him, um, or a variant? We shall see. Um, but it does look fascinating, it does look, it does look, you know, I don't know, you know, a lot of people dogged Phase 4 of the MCU or whatever phase they were on uh, post-Thanos. But I I don't really see the hate. I mean, a lot of people wanted Avengers levels, uh, endgame level, Avenger level movies, like back to back to back to back to back. Like this series. And I, I don't think that was the direction of Marvel. I think Marvel was like, look, we need to set up several new characters to replenish some of the old heads that left that have died that you know that are not coming back like Iron Man was not going to just keep running the gauntlet um Robert Downey Jr. is you know is an older actor you know and you got to tip your cap to him he, he did it for a long time he was in a lot of movies and you know his character eventually gave the ultimate sacrifice completing his arc uh, he wouldn't trip over the wire and so on. Uh, he he would rather just cut the wire, and he ended up, you know, making that move down the down the end. I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen his story arc. The same with Captain America. He, he gave up, sacrificed time to save the world, and then at the end, he sacrificed his power to be with the person he loved, and eventually he passed on the mantle of. Captain America those stories are finished like for me they could be finished for a long time you know I would I would love to see them come back but I would lo- also love to see them you know stay you know gone for a minute uh, Hulk who knows you know maybe he's there he's not Thor uh, they haven't finished his story yet but I think he's getting close 
and it's just what it is. It's just what it is. They they needed to bring up some new heads to um, spear spear the Avengers forward. You know, Chad. You know, Chadwick Boseman died, and they just brought out a new uh, Black Panther, and that's going to be, you know, something to watch going forward. And so they, they, this whole thing has been a process of bringing out new characters, new stories. Let's get, you know, while mixing in a little bit of the old characters. Uh, Moon Knight, you know, you got Sylvie there. You've got all these, you know, the She-Hulk. And now it's to see, you know, what essentially is going to happen. Now we're going to see uh, these new Avengers have their roles propped up while the old Avengers kind of take a backseat. And and deal with these threats, and I and I kind of feel that those were all a lot of them were intro stories. A lot of it was just you know people getting introduced to these characters, getting you know getting basically just getting you know acquainted with them, putting them on screen, not necessarily connecting them together yet, but just getting them out there. The werewolf, you know, they have several things going on just kind of just adding some meat and potatoes to the story so that way it's not such uh like oh we got to introduce this person mid-movie like they did with spider-man um and it's more like oh now miss marvel's into it you could watch the show on disney plus but that makes sense why she's here or she hulk or moon knight or so on and so forth there's a lot of characters sylvie pops up wouldn't be surprised if Sylvie pops up sooner now rather than later. You know, the Eternals are due for uh, some cameos or some... You know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Eternals are not in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And I wouldn't also be surprised if the events of Guardians of the Galaxy also lead to a little bit of uh, Miss Marvel's movie. Because she's also part of the cosmic... Um, fray as it was and I just kind of feel like that's what the MC is going for pushing towards and this phase 5 already looks like it's going to be solid um, through and through like this phase 4 again this phase 4 was just bringing up some characters phase 5 is going to be mostly going forward with the story but they might bring out another character or two there's still room for that um and then we get bangers and bangers after that. Deadpool, the Fantastic Four, Blade is coming. You know, you got your first Avengers movies coming in a couple years. Um, you just have to hang on because the ride is going to be there. There's more secret invasion is coming. There's going to be a lot of stories to still tell and and flush out before the MCU is done. And, I, and I've predicted, and I've kind of stated that I kind of feel like you know the MCU is due for another 10 year run before they finally bow out and say this is all the stories that we can tell as it was and they're going to build and leave it at that for a number of years before they start over you know and I don't really think that Disney's going to and both Marvel are going to 
just keep it running to the wolves fight. I think they're going to be the uh, conclusive finish to all the stories, where the wolves either in peace or, or something. Um, and they're going to have a decide. It's not going to just be open ended. You know, this entire saga is not going to just be open ended for interpretation. I think we're going to get a, a definitive end to it. And I kind of feel that that's going to happen probably about several to ten years from now. Uh, and then there will be a long pause. I think people will have some lingering questions like, what about the variants? What about this? We could want to touch back on. And I think they'll be putting out little pieces of information here and there until the time is ripe again. Like 20 years from now, even 25 years from now, they reboot the whole new set of actors. You know, right now... Um, Tom Holland is young, but what is, what's he going to be like 25 years from now when he's a 40-year-old man? Can he portray Iron Man 25 years from now in, in a reboot of the Avengers? You know, will the Avengers already be established and they just meet up with the X-Men? These are stories that other tales of stories that they can do, but they're going to have to finish off this main story that they got cooking um and and eventually I'm talking way down the road redo it into another 10 year saga uh, but they're gonna need some time in between to cool off and they, and they're probably gonna introduce new characters probably introduce different things along the way you know and it'd just be so fun to see like that happen in in, in real time in our time uh, but with that said, I'm going to pause this episode here. We'll come back and talk a little bit more before I wrap up the episode. And uh, hang tight. I'll be right back. Let's go. Let me finish up this episode right here real quick. So speaking of games and speaking of Marvel and speaking of things that I've been doing, I've been playing a lot of Marvel Snap on my phone. And uh, I got to tell you, I really enjoy the game. I love... First... That's how I've... Marvel Snap is kind of how I've always seen Marvel. Um, it's a lot of different characters. A lot of different characters interacting with each other. A lot of characters... Um, pair up and they make a lot of sense. Um, some help others out and you don't even know why. But they just do. But on Marvel Snap... you know, And before I get too far into it... I've always been an X-Men fan. Uh, X-Men are probably one of my favorite teams and my favorite areas of Marvel. This probably... Uh, and Wolverine is probably one of my most favorite of all time. Um, it's just what it is. I- I've always liked um, Cyclops as well. The right versions of Cyclops. I didn't like the movie versions too much. Uh, I do enjoy the movies a lot. And I, obviously they, they went... Charles Xavier, Magneto, and Wolverine areas of it. A little bit of Jean Grey. But the Wolverine... Wolverine is, to me, is one of... Probably the... One of the, my most favorite... And I don't even know why. Uh, he's basically a, a villain turned neutral. Uh, if you think about all the things... Inglorious things he did during, you know... The World Wars and... His whole life was just full of murder and rage... Uh, in in effect, he's a villain when it comes to that. Like Wolverine, they made no uh, made no mistake. He was killing people, 
and then the heroes if you look at it from the heroes side of it like not necessarily the avengers but just heroes in general batman and anybody killing people was the ultimate sin however wolverine suffers from amnesia and he doesn't really know it comes and goes uh his mind gets scrambled with you know the adamantium bullets um and also his age just so wolverine's always been one of my favorite and he's part of the x-men so i always watch the x-men um I've always been, I've always had uh, an affinity for the Sentinels for whatever reason. I just liked how they looked. Apocalypse, um, I kind of want them to redo. Has been one of the big bad villains of all time. Uh, and just, you know, a lot of, you know, I loved Rogue, um, Juggernaut. You know, there's several entities in the X Men franchise that are in the X Men branch that are. Just fucking great. Gambit. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them characters there. They need to redo that whole thing. Um, but that goes without saying that, yes, when they would cross over with the Avengers, when they would cross over with Spider-Man, when they would hang out with, you know, Thor and, you know, the bunch, you know, there, there's a couple of sides of Marvel. You've got... The Avengers being one team. You've got the X-Men being another team. You've got... You know... uh, You've got the Fantastic Four. uh, You've got the Inhumans. You've got... You know, the Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, there's just like... Teams upon teams upon teams. And they all collide with each other. And that kind of reminds me of like Marvel Ultimate Alliance... Or or Marvel Snap. And Marvel Ultimate Alliance is a little bit more pronounced. Like if you pick... You know, you could do the old Avengers. You can do, you know, the people that are gods. You can do the... The, um, the Fantastic Four. You can do all sorts of teams. You can do the Femme Fatales. You can do all that. And each one of them play off each other because they're done a certain way. Um, it's just what it is. I mean... I, I like those teams, and that kind of, in that also lends itself to Marvel Snap. We'll get back to Marvel Snap here. Marvel Snap is a card game. Obviously, if you haven't played it, I, I recommend it. It's fairly easy to play, fairly easy to get. It's easy to move through the ranks and collect different cards. Uh, but what's really interesting to me is like you can pair up. Doctor Strange with Vulture with Iron Fist and Heimdall and make some crazy combo or cloak um, there's some crazy combos it's just some crazy team ups that are out there they're all essentially move cards multiple men um, you know and it's just what it is like you know you could also do Craven fits in well with that bunch I think uh Dagger does, and I think also uh, you can throw in their Nightcrawler. That being a team that you surround yourself with, and they, you can win games like that. That you would think like, how does that even make sense as a team? But it just does. Like to me, that's exactly what Marvel Comics were about, and what Marvel has always been about. And, and I think what Marvel is going towards now, and I and I get that 
more so in Marvel Snap than I do like the movies and more so than even Ultimate Alliance per se because you get to take with you into the Marvel Snap I fill up my deck 12 cards you play 7 of them they only allow you 7 but you can pull cards you can you know based on the location that's another thing if you know Carmitage lets you do your on reveal abilities twice which 90% of the cards have abilities it's another thing Vulture gains power every time he moves so it's sometimes Vulture is flying around the fucking map like getting up like insane amount of points um, currently right now they have this place called the Altar of Death which I've been taking Deadpool and Deadpool if every time he dies he doubles his um, power so I've heard he's at one energy one power and I don't want to get into the whole how to play the game but I've gotten Deadpool up he went to two power then he went to four then eight then 16 then 32 so I've been having a field day with Deadpool in this altar of death. And meanwhile, it also gives you plus two energy every time you kill him. And that and that just is what it is. And I have a whole pack of cards. Bucky Barnes, every time you destroy him, he turns into the Winter Soldier. Uh, Killmonger. And you got Nova. You've got um, Deathlock. Oh, there's, there's a whole bunch of cards. I have Shang-Chi in that deck. Um... Oh, it's just it's a wild it's a fun it's a fun deck to play and I personally you know um, I personally love it myself I mean I've been I played a, I play the game a lot uh, I'm up to like 1200 or 1300 am I climbing up the you know I don't know what it even is but I do that I mean I've come across some crazy cards the infinite uh and it's just a really fun game i i've been really enjoying it i probably have been playing that game the most um as of late i completely dropped mario kart i haven't been playing much of clash of clans and pokemon is just sparing because i've been really marvel snap has really taken over what i've been doing on my phone like every time i get a free moment i'm like yo let me play some marvel snap because the game is the game's fucking amazing. I mean, I, it's really what I wanted out of, like... Honestly, I, I, I knew Marvel Snap came out. They had advertised it on um, the App Store. And, you know, and I just hear people talking about it. And I would see it on Twitter. You know, just see, I would just see it. Even on YouTube, I would see the little shorts. So I was like, all right, let me check out this game. And at first... I gotta say, the first... They give you they give you probably like ten cards or twelve cards to start with, and when you play initially, the game isn't unlocked until you start getting up to like level ten, I think, or twenty is when you can snap, um, and that means you're betting the little cubes, which ultimately unlock more things. The more you bet, the more you snap, the more things happen, so on and so forth. And then, but once you get to about so level 30 and 40 you start unlocking other cards like you start unlock you start unlocking different cards and different characters uh, and then you go up against people that have other cards unlocked and other characters then you start seeing like wow that that is so cool and then as you keep playing it you get to power up the cards 
and you know you, you unlock more cards every time you power up a card you either get boosters uh gold or you get uh collector tokens or variant cards or cards just in general and it's kind of cool because i that's how i play the game now i'm like i'm like oh i'll, I'll put in a new card into my deck so that way you start leveling him up and you start moving that meter up because once you get to once you get established i want to say once you get to about level 50 to 60 you become well aware of what cards are doing what and how to play them and it doesn't take that long to get there it took me like two or three days when i mean days i mean like probably like three or four hours of just straight playing it maybe five hours once you get past that then the game really unlocks and you get a really you know really play the game like with and you get you assemble your deck and I, I don't know they give you cards at random you start off with random cards uh but you can get you can get other cards it's not impossible to get other cards that are like kind of rare but you do that and and then you just start playing the game and I, now that i've gone up to like i said about probably like 1300 is where i'm kind of peeking at right now uh i i've already got I've already fluent with the game, so I can see things happening. So now it becomes the game from goes from a standard card game and with powers and oh, like then it became like oh, I got I got cool cards and I got I've unlocked cards and I then you know I can use cards this way. And now it's become a chess match. Like you playing chess with the cards. Like sometimes I'm like oh, those people I know that they're they've got you can tell some people based off of how they're playing cards that they have certain cards on the horizon so you can block and you can like game plan as soon as the first like two or three turns pass by and then you're like oh they're doing this and while you don't get all your cards I've got cards and cards that can counter and destroy and things like that um like Killmonger. Killmonger uh, destroys all one power cards. And there's a lot. Everybody drops a card in the beginning if they can. He he can knock out multiple people. He can knock out um, Squirrel Girl completely. Uh, you know, and again, you don't, I don't have to get into power playing. But I, that's what I did. Like, I, I love the game. I've been, like I said, I've been playing it. You know, I just want to talk about it a little bit. Marvel Snap. Um... Yeah, I wish they paid me because I would, I'm fucking on it all the time. I should do a YouTube channel on it. But what I am hoping for for the game in the future, aside from all of the things that have been talked about, different characters from White Tiger, I really want them to make it so that way if you organize your deck and have all the members of, let's say, the Fantastic Four in there, you get a bonus. Like, everybody gets... Uh, you get like a one plus energy one turn on like turn one. Maybe you can start off with two energy. I would like if you have the OG Avengers, like if you have Captain America, Thor, Hulk, and Iron Man in your hand, you get an Avengers. So you get instead of one energy, maybe you get one plus power for those four cards. Uh, I would like something like that in there. Um, I would also like so that way you can hit. Uh, a save a game um, option like save record your game like so you could take that two minute or three minute video of your game 
saving if you like that game. If that's if some crazy turn of events happen for you in your game, that's something I would like because that's something I'm like, damn! I take this. I take screenshots of my victories, but I don't necessarily um, have the video of it afterwards. And then sometimes the games happen so crazy with so many things going on. Different, you know, Vormir got Carmitage happening twice. Sometimes, you know, I've the combo of Wong and Mystique. I was throwing um, Cosmo down. You know, there's some things that I would have, you know, and the people moving the cards and, you know, sometimes you throw out and you destroy a card. You hit them with Shang-Chi the last possible second. I mean, there's several scenarios where I've won the game on the last possible second and I've eked out a victory or I've tied and I'm like, what the fuck, you know. That's something that I wish they had, uh, like, of the future to save your save your gameplay, and even at like a sped up, so that way you don't have to sit there and wait for like the people that are taking their time to figure out where they're gonna go to to somehow have a save option feature that is like a condensed thirty second clip of your game. That's something I would love. To, I, I would even pay for that feature. Um, but I, I do hope that these are some features that they add, and also. I'm not exactly sure how they could set up a tournament because people have so many random cards. But I would like a tournament where you plug in maybe a 99 cents tournament and you play between 10 people and the winner of that gets a new avatar, gets a variant of a certain card, uh, the winner, and then the second place can get the, the titles and, you know, can get like, you know, some things like, like the title, maybe uh, the snap deck back of it like I would love that and then like for everybody else who participated you know the the third place winner gets like I don't know 300 credits and then the fourth 250 and then the fifth 200 and then so on and so forth down to okay if you finish last then you're only gonna get um 50 credits or 25 credits you know, but uh, but only the tournament will only be ninety nine cents or like a do- or dollar ninety nine. You know, have them once a week. I would I would even be okay if it was free. Although I do understand like they need to make money. The game needs to make money. Some of the shit in their game is expensive. Uh, I don't know what Marvel thinks offering some shit in there for like a hundred dollars. They're crazy. I understand Marvel is hot. They are hot tamales right now, but that ninety nine. Dollars and ninety nine cents for like some collector tokens is ridiculous. Um, the gold bars to buy them is ridiculous. Now I don't need them. I'll do my part and spread the word. I tell people all the time. I play in the game. I take snapshots of it, and I'm sure the game is worth because I be posting them. Like I send my screenshots to my brother, and I post them on Twitter. Like, damn, I fucking came up. Um. The other day I had 82 and I had Deadpool, Iron Man. Um, I had like four, three or four cards at that location. Bucky Barnes and and Carnage. And I, I hit that spot for like 86 points. And I was like, damn, that was crazy. And it was. It was fucking crazy. Um, but that's just what it is. I mean, you, you know what I mean? I mean, like, there's just some things I wish they could tweak around. Some new features they could add. Uh, to make the game a little bit more not exciting and also going back to the team ups and having the cards get a slight boost 
Um, you know, if you have the counters to that, you should also get a boost if you have randomly have the counters and you go heads up with, oh, these people have the Fantastic Four, but you have Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom should have a little boost, so to make it a little bit more even. Um, and that's not to say, but you know, that's I just wish that something like that happened. If you played all four cards of like a certain team, like the X Men, they play Jubilee, Wolverine, Rogue, and Cyclops, or, or Professor X, Beast. You play four, and they all get. Once you throw down that fourth card, you get a plus one energy the next turn or something like that. I kind of want something like that to happen. Like you get an X an X Men boost. It's a plus one power or plus one energy on the fifth turn or sixth turn. So you can throw down that. You can throw down Odin. Or you can throw down a six power card, but also sneakily put down like, you know, like. Yandu or or um, you know maybe the scorpion or somebody maybe you have the Ronin and then you hit you hit him with this you know scorpion on turn five after you get the plus the plus one power or something like that that's what I was just thinking like you know if on turn six you get seven power if you throw down the devil dice and you hit him with um you know some crazy two power card you know, and there's they're out there. Angela's out there. Um, there's a lot out there. And that that's something I would love to see in the Marvel game, Marvel Snap game. Uh, but overall, I, I really enjoy. It. I, I I play it. Uh, I can't get enough of it myself. And uh, that's gonna do it for this episode. I've talked about a lot of different things here. And uh, I'll catch you guys on the next episode. I'm gonna get this one posted up hopefully in the next day or two. And uh, have a good weekend, guys. Catch you later.